Hey guys, welcome to the Change Up Podcast. Josh and Chad here. This is where we talk about culturally relevant topics, but we look at them through an honest gospel worldview. Let's get it. This week, we start off with a story from the field. Let's talk about um, what you were telling me about your day yesterday, I think it was, Monday. Um, So, we've been been challenging each other in the Ironman groups. Are we rolling right now? Yeah, why not? Oh, okay. We've been challenging each other in the Ironman groups to really pray desperately for God to use us and because we know that god is the one who draws people to himself so prayer is the most important thing we pray hoping that as we go about our days and go throughout life that god um puts us in places and draws us to people who um who are in need of the gospel and who god's drawn to himself and to be aware of those situations and build those relationships and so Something we've been doing, and you, you've experienced um, God do that lately. So tell us well, what happened before that. I will say what God has been teaching me about prayer because we're reading that book on prayer, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't learn this from the book though. I just think I learned it from just all that I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. Just like desperately seeking for ways to increase my prayer life Mm -hmm. like that's what i'm looking for so i'm like how is this going to work because naturally i'm not a a prayerful person sure like two things prevent me from praying a lot one i'm okay with just things turning out the way they turn out like i trust that god is sovereign i trust that he's good and i just trust that like i like it'll be okay you know okay and if it's not okay i'll just I'll just change my attitude and I'll just deal with it. So like that prevents me from ever like really begging God for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing, which I've, I've slipped my mind was, oh, well, I was talking about why I'm not a perfect person. And then I'm just like, I'm very focused on like the here and the now. Like what's what can I see and do and fix with my own two hands? You know, mm-hmm. so I'm independent essentially. I don't want help. And right. prayer is kind of like the antithesis of both those things. Right. You can't be self-focused, prideful, do things on your own. Yeah. Because um, that's not how it works. Right. But what I've realized for me, what God's been teaching me is that when we pray, because God is sovereign and God is have his own will and it's it's happening and he's going to accomplish it. But it's like, I won't know what that will is or was if I wasn't praying for it. Mm-hmm. Like it's happening. But when I'm praying in his will then it's like it's more obvious when he's doing something. And the greatest blessing to right. me right now is watching God work because right. it builds up my faith. Because right? it makes you more aware of what God's doing. I'm like, that was God. I know it was God because I've been praying about it. Not that it, my prayers changed his will, mm-hmm. but I just know it because that was his will. Right. Like his will is to do that because whatever happens is God's will. Right. And since I've been praying about it and it happened, how cool. So... Monday we leave Ironman groups and uh, one of the challenges is to just meet someone in your world as 
as right. you're going through life and build a relationship with them, a genuine relationship. We're not like you used the term last week, hoodwinked, which I've never heard that before, but it's <laughs> perfect. Um, There's a cartoon called Hoodwinked. Yep, never saw it. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's cool. Look it up. One of those Kentucky channels. Netflix. No, it's on Netflix. Oh. Um, so we leave the group and I'm like, man, how am I going to meet? Because I'm like... When you when I walk into something that I've never done before, I think about all the ways I'm going to screw it up. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, how, what about if this happens, this happens? You know, I'm like, I don't know the full outcome. Right. So I'm like fearful. So I'm praying about it, and I, sh- I, I end up at this um, – I'm praying about it, but, like, I don't think I have much faith in it. You know, I'm just kind of, like, going through the motions in the prayer, and, and I – I'm praying that God would put someone in my path that I know it's his will that I would get to know this person. And, mm-hmm. um, so I'm at a, um, what do you call it? I'm just at a place like where we pick up supplies. Like it's a vendor of ours that we, we pick up supplies for one of our houses. Right. For those that don't know, you flip houses, you go different places to get supplies for, for construction or whatever. Yeah. And I talk to people all the time, but, right. Like as far as building a relationship mm-hmm. outside of work, like that would be tough for, for a lot of individuals, right? Because um, they're just not that friendly, and it's just kind of business, like you know, get in, get out. And I'm not like trying to just throw the gospel down someone's throat in one meeting, you know. Of course. So we're talking, and this guy, um, we're just we're just talking while he's like building out my order because I have this huge order mm-hmm. and he has to go like throughout the whole warehouse and pick it up. So I'm like, I'll just follow him. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's kind of talking to me right now. So I'm just going to follow him. And so we end up like walking for like 15 minutes in the middle of this. Were you thinking like, Oh, like this is what God's doing right now. Or is just like, no, but what was interesting, like yeah. one of the reasons I followed him, I wasn't very, like normally in the middle of the week when I'm running errands and getting stuff mm-hmm. from vendors, I'm just like, I'm focused. Mm-hmm. And if I have a minute to myself, I'm pulling out my phone and I'm checking emails, checking Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, ha, ah, okay, he's going to get that stuff. I'm going to just relax for a second because mm-hmm. there's nothing else I can be doing right now. But since we just came from Ironman and I was spending all that time in prayer on the way there, I was just kind of at peace like not real rushed, not real, um, um, like I didn't have this huge agenda, you know? So I think that led to me just kind of being like, oh, let me just hang out with this guy. But I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is a guy I'm going to reach. You know, this is a guy I'm going to build a relationship with. So we're hanging out, talking, walking, and he keeps bringing up his family. And then the third time he talks about him and his daughter, it like clicks. I'm like, Oh wow, we're like talking about more than just work right now. Right, like he's talking about his 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 six year old daughter, and which um, seems odd in that environment because it's not what you normally would do in that environment, right? I guess. I mean, he's a salesman, right? And mm-hmm. so he's just like he's a friendly guy, sure. Um, but then he's also like kind of comes up that he's uh, you know single dad. He just mm-hmm. brings it up. Like I'm not asking any hard questions or anything. It's just that's just kind of the flow of the conversation. So then it hits me, like, while we're talking, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> this is totally, like, God put this guy on my path. Right. Because he's not the standard person I deal with on a day-to-day basis. He's, he's open, friendly. He lives in a beat. We have so much in common, basically. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, um, 
I shouldn't be talking about all these details. He might be listening. <laughs> no, I think this is good because there's a few things that I think that you're pointing out that are good for all of us to be thinking about, which is you just talked about not being distracted. Mm-hmm. Why were you not distracted? Like what? What was well the things that went into the it. focus? Because the reason why I'm bringing that up is this is not an abnormal thing in your day or business. You've done this probably hundreds of times with yeah. vendors. So what makes this different? So two hours in Ironman group that morning from five thirty seven to eight. Mm-hmm. Is it five to eight? Five thirty, yeah, to eight. Yeah. So all that time in Ironman groups, and then just. There's like a flow, like we're just so spiritual in that time, you know? And mm-hmm. it just kind of like, I think we had the tendency of compartmentalizing th- things like that. Sure. You know? But that just kind of overflowed mm-hmm. into the rest of my my, tri- my trip to, to that shop mm-hmm. and, and everything. So, and you talked and about prayer All life. that time in prayer. Right. Like I was praying the whole time. And uh, yeah, just like, oh, and it was Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So like the stress of the week hadn't caught up to me yet mm-hmm. you know it was a new like sunday was very relaxful and just and the weather was perfect just very you know a lot of factors <laughs> <laughs> why well, i was so peaceful um yeah yeah i think the one thing i'm picking up on is and i, th- I think is important for us to discuss for ourselves and for those that are listening is that prayer produces a focus Right, you said the antithesis mm. of prayer is pride, because when you try to do things on your own, you don't. We don't tend to seek God and need God because we feel like we got things figured out. But when we put our focus on God and we and we pray desperately for God to do what He's going to do, and we're looking for Him in our lives, doing things, even in the normal mundane tasks. Mm-hmm. We become aware of his movement, and I think what I'm hearing you say is that is what triggered like, oh, like there's more happening in this normal conversation than than I realized. Yeah, right. Yeah, because I mean, could have been another day, and I would have heard the same conversation, and it mm-hmm. wouldn't have registered that it was God moving mm-hmm. and an opportunity. Right. So. You start getting in conversation and take us further. Like ha- what began to happen? Like once you realized, like oh, God could be doing something more here. Well, at some point when I did realize it was God doing something, it one it was cool because like I felt like I was on mission. Mm-hmm. Like I've never felt that before outside of a a church or like a uh, like a a specific context, you know, mm-hmm. where you know you're on mission because you're being told you're on mission. Right. right. So this was like, and it's cool. Like I'm here for a much bigger reason than the, these items that mm-hmm. I'm picking up. So that was cool. And then, um, so while we're talking in it, it registers that, you know, God put them in my path. Um, I just start looking for like ways to get to know them, you know, like genuinely get to know them. Like, mm-hmm. And just realizing, like, I don't have to follow the social norms necessarily sure. right now. So that was kind of on my mind. And then just, like, I'm my, my brain's thinking, because, like I said, I don't know how this is going to play out. Like, how am I ever going to really get to know this guy? <laughs> sure. Like, am I just going to come in here all the time? Like, <laughs> which I, this is, this vendor I don't go to a lot. 
like it's just for one special project we're doing so it's like i may not ever come to this place again so i'm thinking about that i'm like how am i going to get to know him mm-hmm. um he gives me his business card mm-hmm. and i'm like is your cell phone on here like i may want to you know send you pictures later because that's legitimate like when i get confused i like to hey man what do i need for this little mm-hmm. part of the job um but i'm i'm just starting thinking like how can i see him again basically mm-hmm. right which is so funny to say because it sounds like i'm dating <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good point to bring up because, you know, God has called us to make disciples as we're going. In a holistic way, as we're going throughout life, God is the one who has strategically, sovereignly put us in places where he is at work, wanting us to just be aware of him, trusting him, and being on mission for him. And so you find yourself in that place. And you realize, like, there's something more happening here than just picking up supplies. Yeah. And now it feels like this little, like you said, like it's like dating, like you're on this, I hope they like me, all this kind of stuff. Talk about just working through those feelings because that's a genuine feeling that I think think a lot of us miss when it comes to making disciples we feel like it's supposed to go a certain way we feel like it's supposed to be this um strategic thing to instead it's more of it's more real it's more natural it's more um just being in tune with what god's doing and being available yeah for god to do something and so i hear you saying that so as you're working through those feelings in that conversation like take us further what what does that look like well, what's crazy is that, I mean, this is probably the first guy that mm-hmm. I've ever done this with mm-hmm. because any other relationships I've had have just happened. Like I've never prayed for a relationship to happen mm-hmm. so that I could like genuinely get to know them and share the gospel, mm-hmm. which I mean, that's just the truth. Like right. <laughs> for better or worse, that's the truth. Um, not that I've like... I've shared the gospel with people, but it's been in people like already in my world, mm-hmm. like already, like, right. like I kind of went, like mm-hmm. not, he says, as you're going, but I, I just went and there's these people I already know. And, and so, um, so that was interesting because it just feels different. I'm like, it's not ingenuine because like I really like had a connection with this guy. I feel like we could hang out more. We could get to know each other. And the fact that I was praying for him means to me that God's drawing this guy mm-hmm. to me, which means God wants to save this guy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, all of a sudden, I'm seeing the hand of God. I'm Now I'm seeing this guy's eternity. Mm-hmm. It's not in my hands. You know, it's in God's hands. But, like, I could be a part of affecting his eternity. Mm-hmm. And who knows? This guy may be Christian. But, like, nevertheless, like, God put him in my path. And um, so now I'm just like... I get to this point where I'm like, okay, freaking out. How in the world do I, you know, get to the next step with this guy? Right. <laughs> so and it sounds funny to say that, but that's the difference between a real relationship and a project. Like because what I'm hearing you say is you see God working and now you're worried about the genuine relationship being built. Is that right? Is that right? Without it being awkward, basically. Right. It's like okay, what are you? What are you worried about? You're are you worried about him feeling like now you're trying to like? Yeah, like I don't want him to think that I'm trying to make him a project, mm-hmm. which like he's not at all. 
but I genuinely want to get to know him. And I'm like, how do I do this? Because now I, like, there is an agenda, kind of. Sure. It's not a disingenuous mm-hmm. agenda. You know, the uh, analogy I would use, like, if you're a salesman and you have, like, the greatest product, you have the cure to cancer. Mm-hmm. You're a, you're a cancer cure salesman. Right. Like, you would be doing everyone a disservice if you didn't get out there, go on sales calls, and let them know exactly what mm-hmm. product you have. And so even if that is my intention, mm-hmm. like without the relationship, which I'm, I still want to get to know this guy and build a relationship because we believe like that's, that's where the gospel is, is most powerful is through like sharing from a genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus did. So, um, all this, th- this is in mind. I'm still like, okay, now how do I do this smoothly <laughs> without being right. a weirdo basically? <laughs> so I'll ask this question cause I think it'll help. Um, bring some clarity to why do you care about this guy you don't know him first time you ever met him you've talked about okay you're praying for him and all that stuff but give some insight to what's going through your heart at that time like you're because this is the first time you've met him you didn't know him before yeah so why do you care so much about him um well i think what really struck a chord is when he said he kept talking about his daughter Mm-hmm. And I have three daughters, mm-hmm. and he has a daughter same age as one of mine, and they spend time together over the weekend. And he's mm-hmm. a single dad, which mm-hmm. tells me some kind of brokenness mm-hmm. because either a divorce or a death. Mm-hmm. And so, and he kind of like was talking about how it's hard, mm-hmm. like he's just bringing all this up without me eliciting any of it. And so, I'm just like, wow, this guy, like. He wants to do right. Like, he seems like a good person. You mm-hmm. know, he wants to be a good person, but there's some brokenness mm-hmm. and there's some pain. And um, and we connect, mm-hmm. you know, and so I would say that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And what are you hoping happens? I mean, just to be very practical. Like, uh, practically, what I would imagine and what would be cool is if, we started getting together like i started able like being able to invite him and bring him into our family mm-hmm. and get him like hanging out with us you know cuz i've no all these assumptions like just maybe he doesn't have any friends you know maybe he doesn't have like a family he can hang out with maybe he doesn't have a church you mm-hmm. know and so i just want to like bring him into the community that we enjoy obviously like i want if he's not saved like eventually to share the gospel with him but um, if you're talking about raising a, a kid by yourself and you're single dad and it's hard, it's like, well, communities make that a lot easier, mm-hmm. you know? So I want to like expose him to all those great things. Awesome. So then what, as you're talking through how the conversation progress and what happened? Uh, I mean, that, that was pretty much the end of it. Um, I knew I was going to see him again cause I was mm-hmm. like, that was the first trip and I had to make a couple more at like in midway and at the end of the project. So um, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Right. So you ended up with business card, phone number. I got his cell phone. Right. Does he, like, so what are you going to do at this point? This is my thought, and you can help me on this one. So he lives uh, in a town that I used to live in, Mm -hmm. and he was talking, like he does stuff on the weekends with his daughter. Mm 
mm-hmm. and they're the same age. So mm-hmm. I'm like, we should get our daughters together. Right. So I was I was thinking I'll text them and uh, see if he wants to hang out. Like, like, hey, we're going to be in your neck of the woods, like, hanging out. Like, you want to get together at the park or something? So with that being said. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> I like the reality of this conversation. Because, yeah, because this is straight off the cuff. You're putting me on the spot mm-hmm. major here. I'm doing it on purpose because I want people to see that there is a vulnerability and there's an awkwardness to caring about people beyond social norms. Like you're wanting to do something in this guy's life that is probably more than a lot of his close friends would even care about, which is you care about his soul, you care about his life you care about him knowing christ right yeah now talk to us about how are you feeling about that follow-up like what's going through your mind like are you afraid he's gonna think it's awkward are you afraid yeah i think the the biggest thing is okay am i gonna have like am i gonna follow through because it's one of those things where it would be easy to ignore Mm -hmm. which i'm grateful for our accountability right (laughs) because you guys won't let me ignore it Mm mm-hmm um, but it's just like, you know, I'm in sales a little bit with my business and it's like one of those sales calls where you just like, you don't have to make it, but if you're really a salesman, mm-hmm. you will. <laughs> Why do you keep going at sales? Because I'm in sales and it's like, like there's a parallel there to me because I know a lot of people have a bad connotation about sales. But essentially all sales is is communicating a message about a product, mm-hmm. you know. And the gospel is not a product. It's it's more than that. It's mm-hmm. it's our life, you know. But there's a message, and the gospel is a message. And so as a salesman, you communicate a message. And so there's a parallel there for me. And another thing with sales, when I got into it, it's like it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if you're in integrity then you're a di- you're doing a disservice to the clients and customers that mm. need or want your service. Sure. So I hate using that because I know that there's like some like negative connotations that may go with that for some people, but if you're in integrity, there shouldn't be. But why follow up? I mean, very practically speaking or candidly speaking, you could just not follow up at all. Okay. Why follow up? Why why does it beyond you know whatever accountability whatever like imagine there's no accountability. Why would you follow up? Um okay. So few reasons. This coming to mind. One, I really want to see God work. Okay. Why? So this is maybe a little selfish, but um to me, what got me really serious about my faith mm-hmm. was reading a George Mueller book. George Mueller, the father of orphanages in Bristol, London. Mm-hmm. Um, this is recommended by Pastor Sam. Mm-hmm. And the greatest blessing in this guy's life was like when he would pray, like stuff would happen. And he mm-hmm. would just see God at work. And what a great blessing to see God work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Part of following th- through with this guy, building a relationship, like because I don't want, like I'm selfish, you know, I don't want to build a relationship with anybody. Okay, you know, I would just want to be in my comfort zone. Sure. 
And why build my faith? It's not going to add to my bottom dollar. Like, <laughs> right? It's not going to make my marriage better. Mm-mm. It's not going to help me raise my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no benefit. Like, I can ignore it for the rest of my life. Right. And in, in America, I'd be just fine. I'd be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so, um, other than the little bit, of, like the accountability we have as Iron Man. Like, Mm -hmm. um, but what's wanted me to do Ironman was I want to be on mission for God because it's a commandment in scripture and I want to be grown and be sanctified through that process. Mm -hmm. And so now caring for people in my world and caring that they, that their souls are cared for through the gospel is important to me, whether it feels like it or not, it's still important. Right. And so now another benefit of following through is like, this is an action of caring for this guy, even though I don't have to. Right, right, and so it's growing. It's going to grow my faith, um, and ultimately, if if we see it to fruition, now God's going to do His will with this guy, no matter what. Um, then we'll get to see Him come to know Christ, you know, and His soul will be His soul and His daughter's soul potentially will be eternally affected by that. Mm-hmm. And why does that matter to you? Um. Man, because of what Christ did for me. Okay. Right. And I think that's the important point to bring about for for all of us and our listeners is there is no benefit to our self, to our lives. Like I, you don't get paid more. You don't. It's not like fame like and fortune. Mission. There's nothing. Nothing. There's no worldly benefit. The only way that you follow through on this is if you believe that there's something better, something worth giving away to someone else. And you said the key is because you've experienced the freedom in Christ. Yeah. You want to give it away. So you genuinely care about other people getting the same thing that you've seen yourself. Yes. And that is, it's, I don't want to say academic, that answer is not always it does not always feel true, right? So I and I want to be clear about that because if someone doesn't feel like that's true, that shouldn't be a deterrent mm-hmm. to doing what we're doing by living on mission. Like you still have to ignore that. Like essentially, like wanting to feel comfortable is not the answer to um, to comfort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because did anything about Monday feel comfortable with the guy? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, like doing what I do. Like I was in a normal because it was like it's not like I went there just to like mm-hmm. find someone to meet. You know, it was just like it was all natural. It's like like something you've always taught me is in the rhythm of life. You know, I was in the rhythm of life. You know, it's, it's biblical as you are going, mm-hmm. and so it really wasn't uncomfortable. Like I, I don't think I've gotten to that point where I'm testing my comfortability like the mm. follow-through is going to be more uncomfortable a little uncomfortable just because i'm you know a little worried about how he's going to respond mm-hmm. but um you what's know. your big worry with as you follow up because now you're obviously going beyond business and you're going to say hey let's go to the park with our kids what's what's going through your mind what's some of your concerns i'm like is that socially normal and acceptable <laughs> like can i even do this you know sure it's kind of probably the same questions you would ask when you're in the dating game. Um, like, you know, you're like, can I call him now? Can I, should I just text? <laughs> like, what do I do? Um, There's definitely awkwardness. And but yeah, deep down, it's just like, 
I don't want him to feel like I'm being disingenuous. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of making him feel like all of a sudden he's like some sort of project? Well, yeah, kind of same thing. Like, because if he's a project, then that's probably disingenuous. Mm-hmm. So, um, which the, I I really have no reason for him to think that. Like, it's not that odd to meet someone and want to get to know him more, mm-hmm. you know. But I think because of the life that I've lived, like I have a few close relationships. Mm-hmm. So because of that life, like to me, that's odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really isn't that odd mm-hmm. you know it's just because i'm busy like i have kids and a wife and it's like i don't need more it's not like i'm really out there looking for more relationships to fill me up like i'm doing this for like it's a call it's a mission um so why is it worth it because I'm, I'm just imagining many people listen like like why is that worth it why like being uncomfortable. Yeah, why go through all that? Why why make somebody feel awkward like cuz it may feel awkward. It may feel awkward to him like this guy he seems like he's being nice, but at the same time, why does he want to hang out with kid? Like why does he care? I know for me I just think about uh I've told the story of Josh who pursued me for 8 months. When he first like wanted to hang out, have lunch or go hang out, I I definitely felt a little bit like, why is this guy wanting to hang out? Why is he wanting to have lunch? Why is he wanting to keep talking? Why is he want to keep, you know, hanging out with me? I don't know him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, I appreciated that he was intentional, like that he wanted to hang out, but I was definitely skeptical of the relationship because we live in a world where everybody wants something. Everybody has an agenda. Yeah. And I know for, for me now, some of the awkwardness is I don't want someone else to feel like they're just an agenda to me because I genuinely care about them beyond getting something done. Like it's not a, it's not a accomplishment. Although I do want them to know Christ but it's not for my purpose. It's for, I really believe it's for their good because it's brought freedom in, into my life. It's been grace. Like, I believe that that is the way to eternal freedom and it it is what we're created for and God is, like having a relationship with God is the most important thing. Like God is, God is the most important thing in in this life and eternity like he is god knowing him being restored to him is is the most important and it's hard sometimes to communicate to people when they don't really know you that that is really what you care about like you care about them and you care about that genuinely not because you're trying to um earn some like some sort of favor or or make someone a project you know like, right. i think that's the awkwardness that that any christian feels and so how do we work through that and and I, that's why i'm asking those questions it's like from your experiences you're doing that for the first time how are you working through some of those thoughts yeah well 
And I go back to, wait, I was praying for this guy. Like I was praying that God would put someone in my path and that I would um, would be able to build a relationship and ultimately share the gospel with him. So it's like mm-hmm. if God answered this prayer, which it seemed obvious that he did, then I have to remember that and realize like God put this guy on my path, which to me means God's drawing him. Mm-hmm. If God's drawing him, then God, God wants this guy in his like he wants to adopt this guy into his kingdom he wants to call him out of darkness and into the light and so what a blessing to be a part of god's will mm-hmm. for me you know what and what a blessing like when it happens like he's gonna have the same like i love right now we're sharing our story with a lot of people as we uh, are embarking on this this new journey um through campus outreach and we're like sharing our calling story. And it's so cool like every time to realize like, wow, two years ago, mm-hmm. I was about to throw in the towel on my faith. Mm-hmm. And then like reunited with the true gospel and like my faith just like, just grew, you know? And like, I'm just so thankful for you, for the field, for like being able to like, um, just see God for who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, and see the true gospel for for what it is, and how much it means to to me and my life, how much it means to my family. Like I'm so thankful each time we tell that story, mm-hmm. and so to think anyone else who goes through that genuine transformation, like they're gonna have those same feelings, you know. And mm-hmm. It's gonna be like, um, just like the ultimate gift to see God work in them in that way, right? So. Which is hard because all those thoughts that I just mentioned fade quickly. Mm-hmm. Like you have to remind yourself of those things. Sure. You know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think from your perspective that it's, rarely. Hard, that it's hard? Yeah, you rarely think. <laughs> I think this myself, and I'm just off the cuff thinking of this right now, is I, I feel like a lot of people listening, especially if if they – aren't a believer in Christ would have a hard time feeling that that's genuine. Like, why would you care that much? The world we live in is one that's, you should care about people, but only to the extent of like, you should take care of your own life a little bit, you know? Yeah. And so like, why would you sacrifice, put yourself out there, make yourself uncomfortable go through you know like what you're calling like a dating relationship because it's a good analogy because it is kind of like that you know when you're getting to know someone new and you're you're trying to be intentional as a as a good friend and show them the love of christ just through just caring about them regardless of any results yeah um why would why would you put yourself through that and and what would you say to someone who's just skeptical like yeah I hear you, but that's just another uh, way of uh, couching the conversation of you're just some Christian that's trying to earn some brownie points or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Well, to me, it's like, what, like, what is your faith for mm-hmm. if not to share it? Sure. You know, like... And maybe 
maybe you relegate it to like simply like I have my faith so I can have a better marriage and be a better dad, you know? Mm-hmm. That's cool, but um like there's so many like if you believe the truth of the gospel, mm-hmm. then like all of these individuals walking around that you see every single day mm-hmm. are going to live a life like an eternal life apart from God mm-hmm. after they die. And so I mean if you if you really want to care about them, like there's no better way or there's, yeah, there's absolutely no better way to care about them than ultimately share the gospel. Mm -hmm. But we know that just in this culture, shouting the gospel from a street corner is not effective. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's heard it that way. And like, it's not really done with love. And so we know it's biblical, but also just in our culture, like building a genuine, genuine relationship is like the most effective way to do that because not only are you introduced them to the gospel but they also get community mm-hmm. they get true friendship and they get to see like you know the one and others of scripture lived out and so there's just so many benefits mm-hmm. to to that i forget your original question <laughs> well to go down this line of thinking i'm just thinking now you know one of the things that really turned the corner for me um when Josh was pursuing me with the gospel and building a friendship with me, I had grew up around cultural Christianity. It's not that I didn't know what church was or hadn't heard who right, Jesus yeah. was or who God was, but I, I often saw a very hypocritical um, works-based religion, right? Go to church, on you know, it's the old country song, like, you know, we're going to drink beer on Saturday and we're going to go to church on Sunday, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. You know, I'd, I'd seen that. I'd seen, you know, people preach one thing on a Sunday, but their life on a on a weekday was different. I'd seen that cultural Christianity. And really what made the impact of the gospel was not just the words that Josh was telling me, but it was the life that I was seeing live before me. It was the first time I'd seen someone who wasn't a caricature of of a Christian person. Mm-hmm. It was a normal guy who loved a lot of the same things I liked, you know, sports or or hiking or outdoor stuff. You know, just a normal dude who genuinely loved God and the decisions he made and the way he talked and the way that he cared for his wife and the way that he prayed for our campus the way like i just remember seeing that and saying okay this seems like it's really real to this guy mhm whereas it doesn't feel like a religion it feels like a genuine relationship with christ and and that's different and in the way that he pursued a friendship with me wasn't at, at first you know i was skeptical but honestly he was one of the first real friends that i ever had Mm-hmm. outside of a couple close ones, wow. you know, who cared about me not based upon circumstance or based upon what I could offer him, but just because he cared about me, mm-hmm. right? And that backed up what he was saying about the gospel, not because he was perfect, because right. he was genuine. And so I guess as you're pursuing this guy that God's brought into your life, how are you 
um, thinking about your intentionality in the relationship. Like if he responds with, yeah, I'd love to do that or go to the park or whatever, like how are you thinking about the holistic relationship that God is hopefully bringing about and how do you see God using not just the message of the gospel proper, meaning like sharing the verses and sharing, yeah, you know, what the gospel is, which is super important, the most important, right? But even the holistic relationship of praying for, showing Christ-like love, bearing the burdens in his life, like if God would allow that. Like mm-hmm. how are you thinking through your prayerful hope of what God could bring about as you pursue that relationship? Does that make sense? No, but I'm going to try to answer it anyway. Um, mostly because I I haven't really thought through that. That's fair. But my thoughts are, because um, like, I, I kind of imagine like a hangout. Mm-hmm. I'm just like mentally rehearsing it. And um, like just caring for his brokenness. Mm-hmm. Like going through like getting to know him in his life and like caring for his brokenness and um because i have the answer to brokenness in the gospel i should be able to care about his brokenness more than anyone else Mm -hmm. you know because like i think we all have kind of a temperament for like oh that's enough brokenness for today Mm -hmm. but when you have the gospel then you're able to Mm -hmm. to withstand a lot more i think so um you know, and, and a lot of people are good, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really hard to get anywhere there. But I think something like I broke for this guy, mm-hmm. not not for like that big of a reason. I think it's just like he didn't share any tragedy, mm-hmm. other than he's a single dad. Like that, he he may be happier now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't know, but um, I mean something about like something was moving there. You know, so I just want to get to the bottom of that. Like, what's going on with this guy? Like, how can I, how can I care for him? Because, um, you know, there's no pride here, but I just feel like I could care for him better than than anyone who doesn't have the gospel. Mm-hmm. Just be not because of me, but because of who's inside of me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that would kind of be my my thought process going through it. Um, you know, as we're we're just going through conversation, like looking for, you always say the real uh, gospel thrives in real life. So um, not just trying to invite him to church and jump right into a conversation about God. Ultimately, I want to know, like, what are his thoughts about God? Mm-hmm. Um, because that would reveal a lot about him. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Does that at all answer your question? <laughs> yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is your your care for him comes from a place of understanding what the gospel's done for you and you just want to see um if he doesn't know the the gospel you want him to be able to experience the same freedom you've experienced and some of your brokenness comes from an empathy of you have daughters and you know what that feels like and mm-hmm. and you want to come alongside and and be a genuine friend yeah and there's something i think there's something about him that it's like I want to be a good person and I've been there, Mm -hmm. you know, like, 
and so I think I just it resonates with me, mm-hmm. which is cool because you know like it's cool that God's using me. Yeah, you know if if that's all true, then it's cool. Um, yeah, and I think that's an important point. Is you know God, God is sovereign, and nothing is on accident. And so one of the things that we've talked about a lot is this as you're going throughout life the people that he puts in your way is not on accident it's not an accident that you would meet a guy who has who's a single dad with a daughter because you you really resonate with that doesn't mean he couldn't put somebody else that he would also have you'd have empathy for because the gospel gives you empathy for everyone but as we're just examining this one situation you know you're kind of perfect individual to I don't know to build that relationship to communicate to live life with because you already have things that you empathize with and have in common and there's a genuine like just heart for this guy yeah right and I know we're using the term brokenness it doesn't mean that there's like tragedy in his life but it's just man I understand what it's like to have children and a daughter and I understand what it's like to maybe not know like to feel like you don't know what you're doing as a dad or Mm -hmm. especially if you got to do it alone like imagining man parenting alone like all those things come into play and that's not on accident and that's not um strategic that's just genuine and that's god ordained as we're praying like god puts us in places to where we can be used on purpose and so nothing's Nothing's not being used, right? It's not accidental that that's who God would put you in in front of, right? right? And so I think that's a strength, and and that's something to lean into as you um, pursue a relationship with this guy. Um, but I know, like, I know that it sounds. It's like, so counterintuitive. Like, why would you do this? You know, like, I keep coming back to that because I can just think, I can put myself in that place. Well, of, for me, like, caring for someone was always just letting them live out their own truth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, that's what they believe. Cool, we're just going to keep our distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's like, you know, we'll support that totally. And, like, let everyone, like, just there's these barriers, mm-hmm. you know, within, like, from neighbors and, friends and you just like kind of keep your barrier you don't talk about how you parent you don't talk about you know certain parts of theology mm-hmm. you, you like reserve those safe places for like people that you are like-minded with mm-hmm. and so caring for someone is like respecting that boundary mm-hmm. but when you look at like eternally what's going on is is like we're all in the same playing field mm-hmm. we're all sinners destined for hell without the blood of Christ Mm-hmm. And God cares about each one of us. Mm-hmm. He died for each one of us, so he cares about each one of us. And all those that will be reached, he's reaching them all, mm-hmm. with or without us. And so to be a part of what's happening, like eternally, like it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's nothing ingenuine about it. You're just like being engaged in the kingdom mm-hmm. and what the kingdom is doing. Um, and it's crazy that we even have to talk about it so much because it's so um, counterintuitive, mm-hmm. you know. But it builds our faith; it gets us active in the the work of the kingdom. Like it, it 
gives us a front row seat to what God is doing. And like, as our compassion grows, like we see people come to know Christ and we see brokenness redeemed and, mm-hmm. um, like what else do you want to spend your life doing? <laughs> right. You know, well, two years ago, I would not have said that. And to bring this full circle, many listening might even be like, what's the point of all this other than like just being inspired by an example. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because this is the beginning points of making disciples, the relationship building, the caring. But before any of that, it's a prayer, like the trusting in God, asking God to cultivate your heart, asking God to help you be aware, asking God to use you and be used by God, trusting that God does want to use you. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I got to trust that for myself. I can't make anyone believe anything. And trying to make someone believe what I believe because I want them to believe it for my own purposes only brings about a, um, an ingenuineness and and pushes people away or um, isn't really pointing them to Christ. But that as we pray and we, we ask God to to allow us to be a part of his plan, it's such a privilege when we see him work in that, mm-hmm. you know? And what I want, the whole point of this podcast today is it's in the prayer and the relationship building that relation, that soil is cultivated. You know, we we're learning in church right now through the book of Luke in chapter eight and the parable of the sower. And there's this cultivation of the soil and there's, the, there's the, the path where the birds eat, there's the rocky soil where things spring up, but, um, but quickly burn away. There's the, um, the thorns that choke it out and there's the good soil. And it's in the prayer. It's in the process of seeking the Lord, trusting God and being intentional that God cultivates our hearts and he's moving and cultivating the heart of those he's drawn to himself for good soil. So when we, share the gospel it takes root and we see fruit and we see eternal life and we see freedom come for other people and our joy is seeing others experience the love of christ that we've been able to experience and it's in the privilege of being used by god because god does not need us he invites us into and he gives us the privilege of being a part of his plan yeah god could write it in the sky god could speak the gospel through stones, right? But he's invited us as his children, as image bearers, to be the ones, the vehicle by which he takes the gospel around the world. And that's a privilege. And many of us as Christians miss that because we're so afraid or we're so self-focused or we're so worried about our own worth or identities or worldly successes or being rejected or, or the suffering or whatever the case may be. We can list a million reasons but we miss a closeness with God that comes from entering into and being a part of what he's called us to which is the image bearers of his son Jesus and and what we were created for ultimately and so it's cool watching this happen in your life and and it's funny you were just telling me earlier that's like man you know, God's used you to share the gospel and see someone come to know him recently. And it's just like, after that, it's like, 
man, I can't wait to be used next. Like, I can't wait to be a part of seeing that happen again yeah. for someone else. Well, because, like, um, strategically, you know, not loving using that word, but, like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of, like, just logistics mm-hmm. of getting to know someone and communicating a message to them. Right. And when when you're doing it for the first time and mm-hmm. it's a new message, if the gospel is a new message for you and you're you're doing it for the first time, there's going to be so many unknowns in your head. Mm-hmm. And what I was telling you about um, the last the last person that we we met with and shared the gospel with, and um, I didn't I don't feel more qualified now. <laughs> I don't right. feel like I know it better, and I'll be able to answer more questions. I just like trust that God's doing it all anyway. Mm-hmm. And through my mistakes, like He's still sovereign, and He's still you know working His will and. And at the end of the day, I'm just a part of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's great. That's, that's more than I deserve. So mm-hmm. it, it definitely gave me a confidence, but not in myself, you right. know, just that like a confidence in that he is working, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's the truth. So, yeah. Well, I think the big lesson today or the takeaway today is that it's about a trust in the Lord and, and trusting that he is sovereign in doing it and being willing to be available, being mm-hmm. willing to be uncomfortable, being willing to be intentional and put ourselves aside in order to be used by God, knowing that that is a much greater purpose than anything that we would make for ourselves or any excuse that we would make to get in the way. And I think the biggest thing that that through Iron Man or whatever that we're trying to teaches this Ironman groups is not about necessarily the skill right although we're trying to sharpen our skill in some ways the biggest thing that I'm conveying is that it's about just doing it Mm -hmm. and not being afraid to do it getting over the hump of the fears getting over the hump of um, being available getting over the hump of, of trusting God with it and like you said it's not that you're any more equipped than you were week one, truthfully. Right. You don't know a whole lot more now than you did then necessarily. You know how to share the gospel, which most Christians know what the gospel is if they're really walking with God. Right. You're just, the biggest thing we're teaching is just being there and doing it. Like just yeah. getting out there, you yeah. know, and watching God work. And then once you see that happen once, it's like, oh, it's okay. I can do this. Right. You know, so just encouraging folks and the relationship building process, prayer is the most important thing because if it depends on God, then we got to depend on God. Mm-hmm. And the biggest way we depend on God is through reading his word and praying and trusting him and then just being available. <laughs> yeah. You know, being vulnerable. Yeah. I think so many people wait for, like they need someone to give them permission mm-hmm. you know and it's like you have permission you have a commandment you know yeah and so live it out and just just take the next step and mm-hmm. whatever that is and yeah and see what happens that's right well i hope this inspires you all um to to be on mission and do it and i look forward to seeing how uh god uses each one of us um who know him and who have the holy spirit to to see other people come into freedom in Christ because of just 
being used by him, you know? So, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Change Up Podcast is sponsored by members of the Field Church in Mandeville, Louisiana. And if you don't have a home church, please come check us out. 1015 every Sunday morning. More information can be found at thefieldnola.com.